0: You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen. Check out my YouTube channel. I got a lot of stand-up comedy there. I also mentioned that because Locked On Cubs YouTube channel is in the works Filled out some stuff today, so hopefully we'll be pumping out the content starting next week. All sorts of fun video clips. Uh, You'll be able to see full episodes on there. Maybe some interviews with people. Just a lot of cool stuff will be coming to the Lockdown Cubs YouTube channel. Also, you can follow Lockdown Cubs on Twitter. That is at Lockdown Cubs. I hope everyone's enjoying a little bit of All-Star break. A little breather from the daily grind that has been Cubs baseball over these last four or five weeks, right? So here's what we're going to do today. To keep it fun. I did at the start of the week, I promised some fun stuff. I was gonna have a guest today, but there was scheduling conflict. I'll I'll eventually get this guest on, keeping it a surprise for now. So, but today I decided for I'm gonna talk about my favorite moment of the first half, basically one of the highs of the first half. There's been a few, right? We were in first place for a nice stretch. I'll talk about one of the lows, and then I'll give you another one of my favorite Wrigley memories. What do you say? That sounds like a fun little 25, 30-minute podcast, right, everyone? Okay, so I also have to tell you, this episode is brought to you by Lockdown MLB Prospects. It has been draft season all week, and Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Layton brings to you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. So subscribe to Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Cubs fans, little reminder uh, that this, uh, this upcoming couple of weeks might be very tough for us. Okay. A lot of trade rumors swirling around. We really don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Friday morning. I mean, this is, it's Thursday morning. You're listening to this. Maybe tomorrow morning we hear, Hey, we're, we're extending a couple guys or we hear Kimbrel's off to Houston or, you know, we don't know. So the best thing you could do is try to enjoy the right now. I'm really, I'm in a Zen like state. These, these last couple of days, feeling good. Feeling really good. I, I ate blueberries. Have you guys had blueberries? They're good for you. I've been eating fruit, like drinking more water. Have you guys tried this water stuff? Taste not great, but you could make it real cold. Not that bad. Not that bad at all. I'm going to go play poker tonight for the first time in a while. So I'm trying to enjoy the most of uh, the little you know break we're getting to. It's all star break for, for not just the players, for us fans too. Side note, here's how I'm going to find out whether or not my buddies listen to this podcast daily. I just found out that one of my friends is bringing his wife to poker night. Now we didn't talk about this. Now look, I'm happy playing poker with, with women or whatever, but it was implied that it was kind of like a dude's thing. Cause a lot of the, the guys playing, haven't seen each other in a while. You know, my wife's actually a pretty good poker player. Maybe I could have gotten the heads up and brought her too. It's it just seems like, yeah, you should have ran that by everyone else because now it's at the point where we, if we go, Hey man, it's just the guys, he might do that. Well, I guess I'm not playing either. And then it's like, all right, now we're down a number and we had a nice solid number going here. It's some people make things more difficult than they need to. I hope you're listening, Ed. I hope you are. Okay. Also, if you guys know Ed personally, you don't know which Ed I'm talking about. I know a lot of Eds. Don't don't have this go back to them. Okay? I might edit this whole part. No, I'm not gonna do it. We're keeping it real on the Lockdown Cubs podcast. So one of the highlights for me from the first half was how the month of May basically started. And it started, we, we played Cincinnati the last two games of that, uh, of May 1st, May 2nd. But then we had a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I remember the whole time in April when we were losing series to the Pirates and just not playing very well. I tried to remind people that's baseball though. I'm not making an excuse for poor play in the month of April because the offense was historically bad if we could all recall. Doesn't April feel like a decade ago? And it was a really bad April, so I'm sure we all wanted to block it out of our minds. They finished 11 and 14, which isn't the worst record for the month of April. I mean, there's been teams far worse, just a little below 500. not that, but it was how they were losing. Zero offense. Just, it was ugly, ugly baseball to watch at the plate. Now, I remember telling people because people go, we lost to the Pirates. I go, well, look, it's baseball. Good, really good teams could lose to bad teams. So I'm not going to write off the season after losing two out of three to the Pirates. That's just, that's crazy. And then someone said, well, what happens when we face the Dodgers? I'm like, well, we could easily sweep them. Again, this is baseball. Any, you know, over the course of 162, the good teams are usually at the top and the bad teams are at the bottom, like the Pirates are. But then again, I remember when the Pirates took two out of three from us, they then took two out of three from San Diego. I think they ended up splitting that series with San Diego two games apiece. But I remember they won the first two games really easily. And I was like, see, look at that. They're beating San Diego. And everyone's talking about how San Diego is the cream of the crop. Again, it's baseball. You never know. So, when we came in to face the Dodgers, it was a tall order because we were facing Bauer, Walker Bueller, and Clayton Kershaw. My particular favorite moment of that series, in which, by the way, we swept the Dodgers, which really catapulted our May Cubs were feeling good. You know, at the time, I think attendance had just increased to like 60% capacity. Things were starting to really roll for the North Siders. The game in which I'm going to spotlight of that three-game set was one in which the Cubs won 6-5 to and they knocked Clayton Kershaw out in the first inning. The shortest outing of his career. And I love that when that happens. I'm not against Clayton Kershaw. I have his bobblehead. I hope he becomes the first Battle Hall of Famer, so the bobblehead that's still in its package is worth some bucks. When I lived in LA, I got it uh, for one of the games. I do think He's, I I here's my thing. What, what am I saying though? I do think he's slightly overrated because I don't I don't like people who dominate the regular season but seem to choke in the playoffs. And Kershaw has a history of not performing in the playoffs. So I just I don't, I don't know what that is. I've never gravitated toward guys who are like, you know, basketball, James Harden. I don't care how many points you score in the regular season, you're a bum come playoff time. That's just, you know, I, would I take Clayton Kershaw on the Cubs this offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he gives you a lot of innings. I don't know. I never could figure out why Kershaw wasn't as good come playoff time. Maybe against really good lineups, he just doesn't perform as well. But I've seen him dominate good lineups, too. Maybe he gets a little sweaty. Maybe he's nervous. under those bright lights of October national baseball crowd, you know. But then again, nowadays, pitchers take that sweat. They get a little and going. Now you get a little pitch grip going. Get a couple more inches off your curveball. That's how you got to do it. Sound like that guy in movie Major League who just tells you all sorts of stuff. You know, get a little deodorant, get a little sweat, get a little Crisco. You know, he was, he was gross, that guy. What was really cool about that game, and I was watching the highlights from the game I'm about to talk to you about with the Cubs winning 6-5 to complete the sweep, was that not only did it show that the Cubs, as they stood with that roster, could compete with any roster in the National League, and I still believe fully healthy, maybe not so much with the starting pitch, and they're always going to be a starting pitcher or two away, was that Matt Duffy, I'm watching the highlights and Matt Duffy, what a difference maker he was. Along with Nico, I sound like a broken record on this podcast, but I just I I feel the need to bring it up from time to time to remind people that you don't need an all-star at every position. And lineup balance helped make guys like Rizzo, Bryant, and Javi and Contreras even better. It made them better. I've used this analogy time and time again. When you've got a guy on your team who's diving for loose balls, if you're playing basketball, it makes you step up your effort. In baseball, if you've got a, if you've got a couple hitters who aren't chasing bad pitches, who are giving you a solid approach, grinding out at bats, working the count, going the opposite way, it, it has a domino effect. And it makes other hitters try to pay attention the same way. Now, when you lose those two, it becomes a team full of strikeout guys. And, and to ask them all to change is kind of hard to do. So balance is key. Balance is key in life. Everyone finding that with my diet, you got to eat those fruits and vegetables. So Matt Duffy though scored the tying run in the tenth inning. Then the Dodgers go back up. He gets the base hit to give us the to tie it again five five. And then Anthony Rizzo comes up. Uh, it was supposed to be a day off for him, but you got to pinch hit him at that point. Um, and then he 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 blasts the base hit uh, right center field to win the game. Everyone starts jumping up and down. They're celebrating. The Cubs had just completed a sweep of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It really just showed that like, hey, we're putting April behind us and May is going to be our month. And May was not as easy as the schedule as people made it out to be. Was it easier than June? Yes, definitely. But they still, they faced San Diego, beat up them, faced the Cardinals, beat up them, right? They beat beat up on the Mets. There There was a lot of good teams mixed in with, yeah, the Pirates who were terrible. But right there, I know, just... Seems so long ago. And it was a historic one, too, because it was the last time the Cubs posted walk-off wins in consecutive games against the Dodgers. That's right. They won the, uh, the second game of that series by a walk-off win, too. It was way back in 1958. What a great baseball name. On a two-run homer by Moose Morin off of Sandy Koufax. Now, that was the guy who was clutching the playoffs, Sandy Koufax. Fun little Sandy Koufax fact. I read his biography when I was in high school or college. He pitched Game 7 of the 1965 World Series on two days rest through a complete game. They beat the Twins, the, the L.A. Dodgers, to win the World Series. The Dodgers have always had a great farm system, literally, since Jackie Robinson. I can't remember. I'm sure there's been some stretch. I'm sure someone will say, well, actually, in the 70s they had a real rough go of it. But my whole life, in the 90s, the Dodgers had four consecutive Rookie of the Year Award winners, four in a row, Mike Piazza, Hideo Nomo, Todd Hollinsworth, Roe Mondesi. Might not have been that exact order. And then a few years later, they had someone else too who was up there. They just, they're very good at, and it's weird that it spanned decades because there've been teams who have had a good decade or two, and then some scouts retire, get older, they get poached by other teams or or whatnot, or even great scouts will start to, will will slump. Everybody slumps in their life sometimes. We got to remember that as fans and as people, correct? correct. Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Can you guys do that dipper snap thing? You ever see those dudes? They do that. The snap's real cool. I like it. Actually, you know, I don't do that anymore, though, because the wife gave me a hard time. But if you're out there doing that, Fully Loaded Chew is just for you. Available in nine flavors, nine flavors. Fully Loaded Chew is made with all Food grade ingredients and tobacco free nicotine, which is the purest form of nicotine available. So here's the deal. Here's the call to action, everybody. Here's what you want to do. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Lockdown Team listeners a special offer right now. You could try a can for just a buck. That's right, one dollar. So go on over to fullyloadedchew.com. Use promo code Lockdown. Just $1 in free shipping if you use the code LOCKDOWN at checkout, and they'll send you, and you can work on that dipper that So the next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew, FullyLoadedChew.com. Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. You ever go to one of those places? You go right in there, and the guy's like, Hey, so uh, what's the VIN number on this part? And you're like, hey, guy, what do you think I am? A mechanic? If I was a mechanic, I want to come to you, right? What, what am I going to wheel underneath my vehicle right now? Why don't you look it up on your little computer there and you figure it out. You ever, you ever get I get I get real annoyed with those people, which is why I love Rock Auto because Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers like you, not like me though, I need help, for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could possibly think of. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked down in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as great as that high was of sweeping the Dodgers in May, I now have to turn to a low of the Cubs' first half. Here, to me, was the lowest point of the first half of baseball for our Chicago Cubs. And again, our record is 44-46. 90 games have been played. We've got 72 left, and the writing is sadly on the wall in which it appears the Cubs will be sellers. How big a sellers remains to be seen. The low point for me is without a doubt the second game of the Milwaukee series in which the Cubs had they lost four in a row at that point. Remember, they had, had a combined no-hitter against Los Angeles Dodgers. That was almost my high point, but I couldn't make it the high point because of what happened after. If you've been living under a Rock Cubs fans, remember we combined no-hit Zach Davies, Ryan Tepera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell. No-hit the Dodgers against Walker Buehler. We beat him for the second time, scoring four runs off of him. He looked very hittable. He's a guy with great stuff. Don't get me wrong. Command is his number one thing because he throws 97, which isn't unhittable for Major League hitters. Major League hitters are going to hit 96, 97, no problem. It's the fact that he could put it wherever he wants. He's got solid breaking stuff too. It doesn't wow me as much as it does some people. Um, he's a great pitcher. I'm not gonna take anything away from Walker Bueller. So beating him twice in one season is great. We then lost the next three. Okay, fine. Even at that point, though, you're like, as a whole, we faced the Dodgers seven times. We won four of seven. Cool. I mean, you'd like to have won some more, but whatever. Now we go into a series against the Brewers, in which we were three games back because the Brewers, the month of June, for some reason faced the Rockies, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks. The Durham Bulls, who else did they face? The Lansing Lugnuts. They faced a lot of bad teams, and we faced major league teams. It was really crazy how the schedule worked out that way. We lost the first game. It was real close, and then they pulled away. I remember it was kind of a little bullpen meltdown, I feel like, at one point during that game. Memory serves correct. At this point in the season, our starters were going not nearly as deep as they needed to be. And the bullpen was showing some wear and tear. And now we get off to a seven run start. The Cubs were up seven to nothing. Jake Arietta had spotted a seven run lead before he even throws his first pitch. Couldn't throw strikes. When he did throw strikes, they were lit up like a Christmas tree. The Brewers then would go on to score 15 unanswered runs between Arietta and the Middle relief guys, the guys you're like, all right, we're down by a lot. Let's throw you out there. Nobody could get anything done against the Brewers. We end up losing the next game. We got swept, and then we end up losing 11 straight ball games. 13 of our last 15 limping into the All-Star break. 15 of our last 20, if you want to go further. Changing the narrative of the Cubs after no hitting the Dodgers from being, who are we going to buy? To how much are we gonna sell? One of those things where it's like, hey, we're having a garage sale. What do you want? Where before that, it was like we just maybe we, we could upgrade to a bigger house. We're doing pretty well. Someone got a bonus. Let's go, let's go shopping for a nice new house. What do you think? Want something close to a park near the near the near the, the, the brown line or the blue line? Where, where do we want to be? We need public transportation. Some restaurants. Something quieter. Uh, we want to go up to like near the woods and be like in Edgebrook, Sauganash. Where are we, we going to go? i get closer to the loop. Let's get crazy, right? We had options. We had some options. And, and a team that took the narrative of the movie Major League. By the way, great movie. Basic plot is uh, the ownership puts a team out there that's supposed to be so bad that attendance would get below a certain point, and they can move the Cleveland Indians from Cleveland to Miami. This movie came out before the existence of the Florida, now Miami Marlins. It came out in 1989. Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen. Great flick. Who was was the other guy in it? Corbin Bernstein. And then the guy who's the manager in the movie, I forget the actor's name, but he played the voice of Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. You know the guy, Eeyore. That dude was always depressed. What he the Pooh a good friend? I feel like he would always be like, what's up, Eeyore? And Eeyore's like, well, I don't know. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get some honey. Peace out. Like, you know what? How about you really sit down and talk to Eeyore? Maybe Eeyore is depressed because his favorite team is about to get rid of some players they shouldn't get rid of, and they're not going to spend, and they're going to start a rebuild that's completely unnecessary. They got a farm system on the rise. They got hundreds of millions of dollars they should be able to spend this offseason. And yet they're all talking about like another five-year plan with the most expensive ticket prices in baseball. Maybe that's what's going on with Eeyore right now, Winnie. Jeez. Just, oh, where's Christopher Robin? Where is your friendship for your donkey friend? How about that? And he lives in a house that's got, like, held up by sticks. Terrible workmanship. You live in a nice tree with curtains. How about you get Eeyore in there with you? Think he likes being out in the rain? It's not just a cool part of his personality. He's sad. Help him. All right, sorry, Cubs fans. Unnecessary rant, but necessary all at the same time. You feel me? So the Cubs took on that narrative where it's like, all right, ownership wants us to be bad so they can sell us all apart. We're not going to be bad. We're going to come out. We're going to be first place. We're going to make it so that you guys can't get rid of us. And it was working for a while. And then the weight of things with some injuries and all that, it just all kind of fell apart. I know I don't want to keep reliving this first half with you guys, but that's just the honest truth of the matter And when things resume, we'll have some more fun, interesting things to talk about. I've got a a draft expert I'm going to have on soon. I figured I'd wait for the draft to be fully completed. And it just was completed the other day. And we'll get a real scope of things. I might actually have him on after the trade deadline. That way we could talk about the new prospects the Cubs will be receiving. I actually want to talk to a major league player, too, about what it's like to be a player who feels like they might get traded. So, no promises there, but I do know a couple guys, and hopefully, if their schedules permit, I will have them on the podcast. Bet online, everybody. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website or bust out your phone and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How about that deal? 50%. Welcome bonus. First deposit. I love it. You love it too. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, Cubs fans. This dawned on me recently. I was talking to some friends. I was supposed to go to the Cubs' final game before the All Star break. It was a Sunday afternoon matchup against the St. Louis Cardinals, those dirty birds. And the series was split one game apiece, it was a rubber match. And it was a rooftop game. I had uh, my uncle Paul and Aunt Patty were in town, and they were nice enough to swing some tickets for me and the cousins. And then it was called for rain. Rain that, if you recall, never arrived. Yeah, in the morning it didn't look promising. There were some dark clouds, some drizzle. I was as I was walking my pooch, walking my doggy. I got a boxer lab mix. She's cool. Walking her around, I'm like feeling a few drops, but I'm optimistic. Bring her home get my Cubs hat on. I don't know if you guys, I got different Cubs hats for different parts of my life. If I'm going to play softball, I got this Cubs hat I've had for a while. Fits perfectly, but it's a little dirty. So I don't mind if it gets dirtier. You know, I also use that from walking the dog around in a sunny day. Then I've got the nice Cubs hat where it's like, you know, I'm going out looking cool for, for like an evening. You know, I like a good summer weather. We could wear jeans, cool t-shirt, rock a Cubs hat if you're not feeling it with your hair. And then I'm thinking to myself, rooftop, I'm going this Cubs hat. Against the Cardinals. Cubs have to remind them we won the twenty sixteen World Series. When was that sent the Cardinals won a World Series? Two thousand eleven. My kids weren't even born. That's how long ago the Cardinals won a World Series. My sons were not even alive. Like that's pathetic, St. Louis. You know what I mean? They're four and two, but still, if I ask my sons right now, have you ever seen the Cardinals win the World Series? They go, Nope. They didn't win they didn't see the Cubs win the World Series either. But uh, fun fact, the Cubs don't win the World Series without my four-year-old son. There was a show in Chicago on channel 26 WCIU called, what was it called? Some, some morning show. You and me in the morning. That's what it was called. I was on that show in September of 2015, promoting my first comedy album, which is called pay attention. You can listen to it on Spotify or buy it on Apple. If you choose, you can just stream it for free. I don't care. You don't have to buy it and watch it on YouTube though pay attention, Joe Kilgallon. That, that helps. I get some money from that because it's, it's a monetized channel. And while I was promoting, they go, Joe, you're a huge Cubs fan. And we heard you have this thing with your wife. And it was true. I had a thing with my wife where I said, we will not have a baby until the Cubs win the World Series. And we married for a good three or four years at that point, I think, three years or so. And they're like, that's crazy. I can't believe you're doing that to your wife. And I go, hey, I'm not bringing a baby into a world in which the Cubs are not recent World Series champions. Now, as we all know, the Cubs won the World Series November 2nd. 2016. My son Matthew was born February of 2017, which means he was in my wife's belly while that last out was being recorded in Cleveland, Ohio. I knew. I knew it was destined for the Cubs to win the 2016 World Series. Some people are like, oh, you got lucky. I'm like, no, I did not. Luck had nothing to do with it. I said, I'm going to impregnate my wife. The Cubs are going to win the World Series. I realized I'd been doing it wrong the whole time. If I would have gotten her pregnant back in 2008, they would have won the World Series then. I was way too, way too young. But you know what I mean? Like it was, I waited too long. You know, I'm, I'm happy I did it when I did it though. But that's how it goes. So you as well welcome there. But I mentioned the rooftop because I was sharing Wrigley moments with you guys every now and then since, uh, you know, to mark the Cubs going back to full capacity back in, uh, was it J- mid-June or so? I thought about this. I've been on the rooftop several times. It's always been a great time. I was on a rooftop for a bachelor party once, but this time I remember being on a rooftop for a Cubs Cardinals and the result was terrible. Cubs fans, Albert, it was when extra innings pools at a home run that ended up being the final nail in the coffin. Jeff Samarjo was a relief pitcher at the time, got lit up, pools hit a ball like 500 feet if it was an inch off of him. But here's where the fun moment I'm sharing with all you is now, look, I'm not a violent person anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't push violence. So kids listening, don't do this, but I think it's a fun enough story for you guys. Having fun at the game. You know, it's sunny. I, I have determined though, if you're really a, a a nut like I am where you don't want to miss a single pitch, rooftops are not a good place to watch a game. But if you're like, oh, we're playing the Pirates in May and it doesn't really matter and I got some friends in town and we're just it's the atmosphere, the ambiance. Rooftops are very fun. I think that I think there's still about a hundred bucks and all you could eat, all you could drink, good time. Now I'm minding my own business. I'm mad that we lost. And anyone who was on that roof knew I was obsessively following every pitch to the point where other people are talking and trying to ask me things. I'm like, shut up, shut up. I'm watching the game because that's how I am at a baseball game. And that's why I don't really even consume alcohol heavily at a baseball game. I'm too into it. I get one beer. I take two sips. I'm watching. I forget the beers even there because I'm too glued. Again, guys, I'm an absolute freak when it comes to watching baseball. We lose. Again, it was heartbreaking fashion. I was very upset about it. And as I'm walking out of the rooftop, you know, we're going down. There's like a little stairway. This Cardinals fan who, if you were picturing the, how a Cardinals fan looks in your brain, this is how this guy looks. And he says to me in the most deepest part of the sticks of Missouri accent, he goes, wouldn't you like to experience winning just one time? And I was like, I looked right at him without blinking. And I said, how'd you like to experience getting thrown off a roof? To which I was immediately grabbed by my friends and pulled away. Because I was then at that point reminded, Hey, you can't threaten to throw someone off a roof. That's not how we do things in just society. And I was like, I wasn't really going to do it, but I wanted to see the fear in his face. And there was some fear. What a jerk. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to experience winning just one time? Shut up, you dork. Wouldn't you like to experience having a full set of teeth in your mouth? keep running your mouth. I'll knock that other tooth out of your head. Like that would just really upset me. But again, since then I've calmed down as a fan. There are going to be people who are fans of other teams. They just shouldn't be obnoxious. That's my, I think that's my overall advice from that story is if you're a visiting fan, be respectful. You could have some fun. You could cheer on your team. If there's a home run hit, you could be like, Hey, we got you. But this idea, especially in that moment, after a heartbreaking loss, Maybe I shouldn't have threatened him the way I did. I should definitely shouldn't have done that. But in the same regard, he was in the wrong first. And, and let that be a lesson. Have respect for each other. All right, you guys are the best. We're going to have some more great times. Uh, as a matter of fact, my personal... Highlight of this first half is becoming the new host of the Lockdown Cubs podcast. I've been loving every second of it. And I can't appreciate you all enough for listening as often as you have. For those of you who have written a, a positive review, I really appreciate that. And uh, and again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to tweet at me at Joe Kilgallon. Tweet at Locked on Cubs. The Gmail is Locked on Cubs at gmail.com as well. Enjoy your day. You guys are the best. Go Cubs. Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.